All right. Well, welcome back. We are back again. It's a brand new episode of Colorful Lives. Now, again, thank you guys for tuning in. If it is your first time joining us, because I can't assume that y'all are, you know, everybody's listening listeners. all the time. Hopefully, <laughs> even Shmoney if this is your first regulars. time, we welcome you to the family. I'm Angela Yee. And with me, as always, is the Shmoney team. I'm Aminatu So. And I am millennial money expert Tanya Rapley of MyFab Finance. We did not forget about the accountability check-in this week. We've just all been traveling and taping the show back to back. So uh, tune in next week for the update. We love the fact that we received a ton of questions from our wonderful listeners using that hashtag, hashtag live colorful with two L's at the end of colorful. So Callie Cows tweeted using the hashtag, hashtag live colorful. I've been thinking about life insurance now that my kid is almost 18, is it even common to buy life insurance in your 30s? Yes. It's a great question. You can find a lot of resources on letstarttoday.com. But this life insurance, that's one of the things that even though I didn't have my life together in my mid-20s, my mom was like, look, if something happens to you, I want to be able to bury you, get life insurance. Wow. Damn. It was like, and it was real <laughs> talk. really nice funeral. She was like, look, honey, I'm going to have enough to worry about. But it's like, that's why we see so many, you know, no shade to anybody, but that's why we see so many GoFundMe. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Funerals and yeah. so forth. It's because we plan to live long, colorful, rich lives, but sometimes things happen and you pass, you know, you're untimely passing and your family's not financially prepared for that. And that's just one of the many uses of life yeah. insurance. Like, you know, I, I support my family. And so I have always thought about life insurance as a, if I'm not here and, and also like my family lives overseas. So a lot of processes are just hard. It's like, even if they could get access to my bank account or whatever, everything will take longer. Right. Yeah. And I'm like, in a, in a situation where they need cash or, you know, that kind of stuff, life insurance was always something that I thought about. Also, if you have an office job, like, you know, for self-employed people, it's a little different, but if you have an office job, it is almost always a benefit that is offered. And yeah. so you can just sign up for it. And I think like at my first job, it was something, you know, like, especially when you're young, it's something like $9 a month. Like you're not even going to miss the money. Yeah. So you might as well do it. And, you know, I'm like, my mom died when I was in my 20s. And I will say this, that from that experience, the best thing that you can do for the people that you love is to be prepared in case you were not Okay, here. I got to get it together. You know, yeah. so it's not, it's, it's a really hard conversation to have with your family. But with my dad, I did it like one time where I was like, I need you to write a will. I need to figure out like what all of life insurance is. You know, it's not pleasant conversations, but life is life. Like I was like, it you can is, get, but it isn't. Yeah. Like, things happen. And, and also you just, you just know and you will feel better knowing that if you're not here, you know, like Angela, you do so much for so many people. Yeah. It's like, imagine if you can't do it for them. Right. I know that you would feel so much better knowing that they're They'll taken okay care of. You know, they're going to be okay. You know, so, you won't be, you know, if they would be okay. And I have to do a will also. So yeah, we actually did a masterclass. So our last masterclass <laughs> in MyFab Finance was on creating a will. And the importance of that was conveyed to me this past February when my husband's mother passed. And luckily he's an only child and she didn't have anyone to contest or anything like that. But she didn't have a will. But luckily she had a power of attorney. And the state that she passed in, like we had to implement that. He had to take yeah. control of her bank accounts and everything. And I just saw how important it was. I got on my parents. I was like, we have to do this because... I think every day we see people who didn't think, you know, it was going to be the end for them. So I have and to prepare. So you do, around, you know, it is, it's you know, about, and, and it's crazy because you're right. I do need to do it. And what it is, is, you know, sometimes we get false information. Somebody told me one time, well, if you don't have kids, you don't have to really worry about life insurance because that's what it's really for. And, and to an extent, like my best friend, her mother passed when we were 20 and her mother left her a significant amount of money. Mm -hmm. And it was really it helped her yeah. like in her, you know, she was right. But 
there's so many other people outside like, yeah. of your kids who depend mm-hmm. on you. Right. Like, it's like the reverse could happen, right? Where like for me, I'm like, if something happens to me, I want my dad to be like my dad's still he's retired, but he's still young. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, I would like for him to be comfortable. I would like my siblings to be able to, you know, like for for things not to get so thrown off that their their like standard of life will change. And that's exactly what it's for to help them maintain. All right, you guys, I'm gonna, gonna do it. Also, you know the will. That's your next. That's one. You know accountability. You know what I do for all of this like death stuff. Like I I do it right around tax time, where once a year I just sit down and I go, "Is my will up to date?" Are I have a document where I keep all of my passwords, like my you know like banking stuff, whatever, all of the stuff. So it's like something happens. Is there a password for that? Um, There is. There is. There is a password for that. There is a password for that. I use a password manager. And also, I just make sure once a year that it's okay. It takes 20 minutes. It's very gross, you know, but you're just like, you also, you just have a lot of things. People always assume that they don't have, like, if you don't have a lot of money, you don't have a lot of stuff. But the truth is that you do. And somebody, when you're not here, somebody's going to have to make decisions about that. Right. And if you love your people, you will figure it out. Another way that I found out that, like, you know, you always have more stuff than you think is when I was in college, I got renter's insurance. So when you get renter's insurance, you have to like um, catalog all your stuff and you have to decide what value it has. And so some people are just like, oh, all I have are clothes and shoes, you know, or whatever. But it's not true. It's like once you start, it's like, think about it this way. Mm -hmm. If your whole house flooded or your whole house burned down, how much money would it take for you to like live that life again? Yeah. And you would be surprised at like how all of that stuff adds up. And it also just gives you, um, it gives you a perspective on like knowing what your worth is like currently Mm -hmm. and the things that you have to replace. But the thing with renter's insurance is that you also need to stay on top of it. You should know what your deductible is. So um, you need to know like what your premiums are every month. So your premiums are the amount of money that you pay every month. Your deductible is what the... um, What you have to pay when something does happen. Yeah, it's like if something happens, how much money would it cost? Exactly. So it's like if your deductible is like, I don't know, like $5,000, which... That's or two, t- minus two fifty on my renter's insurance. Right, it's I'm like five thousand dollars is too much money. But if it's like you know two hundred and fifty dollars, and the thing that you get stolen from you is less than two hundred and fifty dollars, then you might as well just replace. it. Yeah, you probably want to replace it yourself. Claim. The other thing though that you need to be aware of is that insurance uses um, actual cash value, so the market value. So it means that yeah. whatever the price is that you paid for that computer when it first came out, right, is not the money that you're going to get so back. It's not the because latest stuff, version. Yeah, no, <laughs> because depreciation. Yeah, like, because of depreciation. Yeah. And insurance companies are good at that, but it's still like money that you didn't have. I have found that like renter's insurance is still the best investment I make. Like I am, I am really happy to pay renter's insurance every month. I second you on that. Actually, I had an issue where we were paying renter's insurance for like two years and I thought about canceling it because I'm paying this every year, whatever. And then we came home and our our ceiling, like it had collapsed pretty much in Ooh, our bedroom wow. and like it had been raining. And so our furniture was damaged. But what actually was the most damaged is like our passports and so forth. And we were about to go to Kenya. And so we had to get our passports expedited, but our insurance company like covered all those costs that were related to that, replaced our furniture and everything else. And we were able to get the ceiling repaired. So a question, the owner of the property is not liable for, for that. what's in the property. Like yeah. they're responsible for the physical damage, but not what happens to your actual unit. Like, yeah. 
So rent is yeah. insurance. Yeah, extremely like they important. wouldn't replace your couch. And they transferred kind of it like they transferred oh, yeah. it like next day. Oh, that's it was dumb. like in my bank. And another thing about that is a lot of times if you have your policies with the same people, so I pay my car insurance, my renter's insurance, and my life insurance all on one payment. Like everything is just lumped into one payment, so I don't have to you know make different payments. So that's the benefit of you know deciding to go with one yeah. particular agency, so that it's easy for you to file a claim. It's easy for you to get payouts, and um, you usually have a relationship with them. And so all my policies, your policy is essentially like the written document that states what they'll cover, yeah. um, what your rights are, how much you pay and everything like that. And I just have all my policies at one place just to make it convenient. Well, the whole discussion was great, I was going to say, because we did have a question from Rama and Marilyn, oh, but y'all gonna, answer that. I was going to say like one quick thing, though, mm-hmm. about renter's insurance also that people don't realize. If you have a car, a lot of times if your car gets broken in like it's and it's parked at your house... You like that stuff also gets covered under your renters. Insurance. Wait, does, does it have to be in a garage? Um, it doesn't uh, have to be like when it happened to my roommate in college. Um, she was just parked on the curb. We didn't have a okay. garage, but it was like yeah. part of. I think homeowners it, like, too. Are, like it covered that. So all of this to say that you should figure out like what your renters insurance covers, and a lot of times. It can be things like break-ins. It can, you know, like it can Mm -hmm. be like your ceiling caves in. And those are all things that can happen. So even if you feel like I've had five years and nothing has happened, it's like, then that's fine. It's like peace of mind. Things can. And the day day that something happens, you can take care of it. I will never think about canceling my rental insurance policy again. And another problem, I actually have my wedding ring insured. I actually insured my wedding ring And that goes under that same rental insurance. Yeah, the same policy. Mm -hmm. Like I have a separate policy for my wedding ring. It was really affordable, but it's just like those things that you just don't want to think about Mm -hmm. it if something was to happen and I'm really forgetful and I lose things and like I just needed to ensure it because my husband is probably like, that's it. I'm not buying you another Well, you one. guys completely <laughs> answered that question from Rama and Marilyn at Goya Mango who wrote, I don't even know where to start incorporating finance into my post-grad school plans. Are things like renter's insurance even necessary? <laughs> Clearly, yes. Yes. And it's so affordable. That's the thing. Like, and insurance is not as like... Life insurance, renter's insurance, and so forth is not as expensive as health insurance, thank God. Um, and so it is a lot more affordable. And all insure, all, like life insurance policies, they all provide a death benefit, which is simply that some of the money we were talking about that is designated to beneficiaries when that insurance insured person dies. And it's like, yes, renter's insurance, life insurance, I think those are just n- essential. Yeah, I think also like disability insurance Mm -hmm. is really important. At my last job, they offered it and a colleague of mine had to use it. And, you know, again, it's like, I think that especially for us, because we're young, we always think that like nothing can happen. And, you know, it's like uh, disability can happen to you. The other um, insurance that we had was uh, unemployment insurance. Mm -hmm. And I was really lucky that I had that when I lost my job at one point. And then it's like, I got paid my salary because I had contributed to this insurance fund. So I think that you should just sit down and make up what your priorities are, you know, and where, like, how I just think about insurance as like, this make, this allows me to sleep at night, (laughs) that I know that if at you know, a catastrophe happens or something that you hadn't planned for that you are prepared for it. Yeah, because disability insurance, like, believe it or not, more than one in four 20-year-olds will experience a disability for 90 days or more before they reach the age of 67. That's according to the Social Security Administration. So there's two main types of disability insurance is short-term and long-term coverage. And both of them replace a portion of your monthly base salary up to a cap for a specific amount of time. So it's important. Right. And you also, for disability insurance, when you collect your benefits, they're tax free. Mm -hmm. So that's something that's important to remember. And, you know, I would say if you work in an office, 
look at the, all of the benefits that they offer and how much they cost. And a lot of times it truly is like nothing. Like yeah, for, it is for less than like a hundred dollars out of your paycheck, like all of this stuff is covered. Like you can just think about it that way. You never see the money. It never comes out of your pocket. If you're self-employed, if you know, you think that it's something that you like you want, I would say like prioritize it and say like this year, I'm going to figure out how to make enough money that I can afford the, you know, like the disability insurance because mm-hmm. that's something that's important to me. Next Especially year, I'm going to add on. individual. That's yeah. really important. It really is important. Yeah, because yeah, nobody's going to cover, nobody's going to cover you. I didn't work for six months Ain't when no I had days, cancer. Like, you know, you know yeah. so, no, right. so, so just knowing that I had And you never know that. if no one anticipates something like that happening. So, yeah. Yeah, that's the whole point of insurance. Right. <laughs> like, you know, is that you never know. It's the unexpected. Like, nobody plans for a car to hit your car. Right. Like, and, you plans. know, you can purchase an individual policy like we were saying and and buying your own policy lets you customize that coverage with extra features like an annual cost of living adjustment you get to choose your insurance company so you can visit with your local state farm agent as an option and you get to keep the coverage when you change jobs so employer pay coverage ends when you actually yeah, leave the company I was say that. but you might be able to take the coverage if you pay the full premium for disability insurance yeah. offered through the workplace and you get to control the disability insurance employer sponsored coverage could end if the employer says hey stop no more disability benefits mm-hmm. right you know and it's Especially like if you think about when you're running your own business, it's so, so, so important because you're liable in so many different places. Like when you work in an office, like your office anticipates all these things. It's almost like they're like, what does the head of a household need in case they're not here? Those are all the benefits that you get. But when you work for yourself, you are you have to figure out your own overhead. Right. So thinking about like how like if you if you have a store, a brick and mortar store, you are liable for that property. You need general liability. Mm -hmm. You need like business interruption coverage. All of, you know, like, and it sounds like it's really hard. It's not that hard. You know, you, there's so many resources that you can use. And the thing I would, I'd say also about insurance people, especially when you run your own business, you get to have a relationship with them, you know? And so the, you know, so when you think about a company, um, you know, or an agency as the jargon is, an agency (laughs) is a company that gives you insurance, Uh, And this podcast is uh, sponsored by one. Thank you, State Farm. You think about the fact that like, it's not that you just put all this information on a computer and these are anonymous people. There's actually an agent that you can call that will walk you through all that My stuff. Agent, is there. I love right. that commercial. No, I do, I do love those commercials, but I think that a lot of times like people don't realize that. It's like, oh no, they're real human beings. You can call them. And if you don't know what you need, they will walk you through the steps And it feels, you know, like it'll make you feel like a good small business owner that you, you know how to take care of your business. Yeah. And since you're one of the most important parts of your business, you don't want to forget about those things for yourself as well. Like you want to take care of your people. You also want to make sure that you're taking care of yourself. And as a small business owner, you want to make sure you're covering those bases because that means also property, general liability um, and business interruption coverage. And so there are many options as an individual, but there's also options as a business owner. And I think that's one thing, you know, we talk about a lot is owning a business and Going beyond just selling products or, you know, getting customers, it really is making sure that you're running a legitimate business. You have the proper structure, you have the proper like financial support when it comes to taxes and so forth, and that you're protecting your business assets because and yourself, who yeah. is your great, you are your greatest asset. Right. In my I would never think about all of like all of this, like regulation stuff as their impediments to business. It really is to protect you mm-hmm. because people are quick to sue you and people are, you know, and also like this is otherwise anybody could just go out and willy nilly start anything and sell people things that don't work or don't do things. 
So think about it this way. It's like the the insurance agency is there to like help you and all of the regulations are also there to help you. And so yeah, that's how you can regulations. I, we have some changes in tax laws this year. Woo, 2018 for yes. small business owners. Now, yeah. small business owners and entrepreneurs could see their taxes decrease in 2018. That's going to be due to three major changes to the tax laws. Lower individual tax rates. So they say. <laughs> mm. Additional 20% deduction for companies filing as pass-through entities. So that's the LLCs. Mm-hmm. 80% of small business owners actually file as pass-through entities. And expansion of the Section 179 filing, which allows for the expensing of business-related equipment. Also, the doubling of the standard deduction will also be a boon to many individuals. But of course, there's downsides as well. Mm-hmm. Many deductions have been eliminated, including business expenses like travel costs and membership dues. And I know, I know that's a lot. That's a big chunk of my deductions. Travel costs are like, that's where my pot of gold is in my deductions and I so know. forth. Also and membership, membership dues. dues. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like, you know, you could justify, you know, an ex- a pricey membership because it was a tax write-off. And so yeah. the fact that we're losing that, I mean, there's upsides and there's downsides, but it is also working with a professional who understands these changes in the tax laws and how you can take advantage of them and maximize your tax advantages. Because I think that's one thing that a lot of the privileged entrepreneurs have over kind of just people who are figuring it out for themselves as they don't know how to maximize their tax benefits and yeah. get the most out of the current tax structure. Right. The other thing to remember is that, you know, like laws change, taxes go up and down every year. So if this is the 2018 situation, you can't get complacent and think that this is what's going to happen in 2019. <laughs> we have a whole new government, whole new rules. Life comes Congress, with this administration. Congress will just, <laughs> yeah, Congress will decide something different. So it is just that, you know, I, I feel like I'm a broken record and I keep saying this, but being a small business owner is about being organized and mm-hmm. staying on top of your stuff. Right. So, and protecting you know, yourself and, and your business. Exactly. And so this is actually a perfect example of why, you know, instead of figuring out the tax off for yourself, you can pay somebody to do this for you because that, it is that person's job to know every year what the tax situation is. Yeah. And also, if you do tax planning, you can prepare ahead because it's, it's a not lot like, of burden lifted off of you. Yeah. yeah we you already have, have to, a lot yeah. to think about when it comes As to running your business right? every day. You don't have to be that one person doing everything in your mm-hmm. business. No, teamwork makes it Let an work. expert handle it, okay? We get all kinds of insurance questions from you all the time, but the truth is, as much as we know about making money moves, we're still not experts. When it comes to protecting the people and things you love, including yourself, you don't want to leave it up to chance or to guessing. So we wanted to call in one of the pros to help us track down answers to some of your frequently asked insurance questions. And today we are joined by a very special guest, a State Farm agent. Please please introduce yourself to people. Sure. First and foremost, I'm excited to be here, ladies. I look forward to chatting with you a little bit about insurance and financial services. But my name is Victoria Anderson. I am a State Farm agent. I've been an agent for about four years. Um, Prior to jumping into entrepreneurship, I was in corporate HR for a couple of really large brands and uh, decided to take the plunge. And here I am. All right. Well, we have so many questions that I know you'll be able to help us with today because you're the expert. So we talked about basic insurance terms and concepts in this episode. Can you break down the difference between whole and term life insurance? I can. So there are a lot of common misconceptions about life insurance. Uh, Many people think it's not affordable, uh, that it is something you don't need unless you're a lot, lot older. But there are a lot of different options that are available to you that, um, depending on your budget and your goals, can definitely make sure you and your family are well protected. So one Mm -hmm. of the biggest differences or the way that I like to describe it to my customers between term and perm or whole life is that term insurance is 
almost like renting. So you decide how long you'd like the, the policy to protect your life and you rent the policy, if you will, for that period of time. For example, if you'd like to get a $100,000 term policy for 30 years, then you're covered for 30 years. And if you outlive that policy, then you don't get any of the money back. A whole life policy is what's considered a permanent policy. So you pay into the policy for the rest of your life. And it also accrues what we call in the insurance world cash values. So what that means is you're also entitled to a living benefit, meaning over time you accrue cash value and interest in the policy. And you can actually take that money out of the policy to do other things with while you're alive, in addition to having a death benefit that you leave for your family. Are there penalties when you take it out? Great question, Angela. Um, you do have to repay it back as a loan to yourself and you pay that back with interest, but you okay. do have the option to, so I'll give you a very specific example. Let's say you get uh, a whole life policy that's a 10 pay life. Mm -hmm. You're done paying for it completely within 10 years, mm. but you continue to earn guaranteed cash values in the policy. Mm. So you'll get to points in time where you have enough money that you can actually borrow against that policy with the option to pay it back or have your overall death benefit reduced by the amount oh, that's still outstanding. Got you. That's so mean, there are hey, lots like, of affordable options. I already did you a favor. <laughs> <laughs> I needed that money. Right? Yeah. Um, I didn't know that. Really quick question about um, insurance. Does having children affect your ability to qualify for insurance? Like the act of actually having children, does it affect your premium? Have you ever seen that happen? Um, well, it depends on whether or not you have, um, let's say, chronic health okay, disabilities. So health That's generally that what affects your price. So age and health are the two biggest indicators of your price point, which is why we encourage people to consider policies very, very young. Yeah. When you're so young and healthy and you don't have any uh, illness that may have been identified or even for infants. So many of my mm -hmm. customers will consider like that policy that I just mentioned, a 15 pay yeah. policy yeah. on a one-year-old one is extremely cheap, averages roughly $66 a month. You're done paying for it by the time your kid's 16. Wow. So they now have yeah, this policy, policy for the rest of their life. That's so that, great. That is a good investment. I um I have a question about the, the ways that being in an accident or illness or um, anything can change your policy, like, do you get dropped? I'm a cancer survivor, and that's something that's very front of mind for me. Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, so the short answer is once you're locked into a policy, specifically a whole life policy, right? So you are guaranteed coverage under that policy if approved for the policy at the time that you apply mm -hmm. for the rest of your life. So that's another one of the benefits of considering whole life mm -hmm. versus term is there is no expiration date. So you buy it, the price point is set, Assuming you don't allow it to lapse in coverage, then it's yours until the day you die or until you decide to surrender it and just get the money out of it. What about for people who would like to get life insurance after they have had significant health issues? So there are some instances where you may or may not qualify um, or you could be rated higher than you would have been if you got it before those health issues were identified. So generally, there is an option for most people. The question is what amount you may have to pay if you are in a situation where your health is not um, ideal. And your occupation would matter too. Like if you're a stunt double. 
Correct. And for all the stunt doubles who listen to this podcast. <laughs> Just as an example. <laughs> Insurance is all about risk. Right. Yeah, and it so is. we're basically identifying the risk associated with the person yeah. for any policy and then determining what your premium amount will be based on that. Would you have to go get like a medical exam before you even get mm-hmm. approved? In some instances, you do. I'm ready to get a medical. When I signed up, I didn't have to. It was just like a work benefit. So they just. Oh, yeah. Because it was part of a larger. Yeah. I guess like a big policy. And they let you keep it after you left? Um, Yeah. They let me keep it after. Oh, because usually it's like, well, it usually expires while you're an employee after you're not an employee. That was the point of leaving. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, I get to take these benefits. Thank you. (laughs) That was great. I paid into them. Generous of them. What are, you know, it's funny that we're asking you all these questions because I think that, and we've wrestled through this on the show too about, there's just so little that we know about insurance. So what are the biggest insurance myths that you encounter every day at work? So one that you don't, that many people think they don't need it. I mean, they, they are that literally of the, <laughs> of the opinion. <laughs> why do too. I need to protect my home? Why do I need to protect my life? I don't have children. I don't plan to have children. And mm-hmm. so most people are just uneducated about the many benefits. So for example, um, with the homeowner's policy, I think the average person knows that it protects the structure of your mm-hmm. home. Um, many people don't know that you also have protection for everything inside of yes. your home. Or if you have a tenant, we will do what's called loss of use, which means mm-hmm. any rental income that you lose in the event of a fire or a claim, we will reimburse you for that. Um, most times right after a claim, you're in a situation where you're discombobulated. You may not have clothes. You don't have a place to live. We'll give you reimbursement for all of those things. So I think a lot of misconceptions are that there are lots of benefits that people just don't know about. Or and they if you're don't a renter and not a homeowner, you can get renter's insurance also. Oh, renter's Absolutely. insurance is the best money I ever spent. I was just, I, it was so cheap that I was like, I don't care about it. And then when I actually needed to use it, I was so happy that I had it. Mm-hmm. Glad you said that. Our cheapest policy is $10 a month. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so it's cheap. Like, it so doesn't make any terribly sense not to do it. It really doesn't. Like $10 a month. Yeah. yeah I and, and then my house got robbed and everything got replaced yeah. very easily. Mm-hmm. It was perfect. I think it was like $60 a year. And you I was get like, what you why can. not? You know, yeah. all came all came back. I have questions for you. For sure. personal. I definitely later. am interested yeah. in PERM because I know I signed up for term life insurance when I was in my mid-20s and that's what I could afford. But I do want to get a permanent policy and that's why I'm like, you know, being pregnant, will they charge me significantly more because I'm with child and there's a child yeah. coming to the picture or would it be as if I wasn't? So that's, yeah, that's, you know, there's so many variables and it's sure. about risk. And so I'm just wondering, like, am I risky now? Because I might, I'm going to have a baby in a few months. Risky. Not, not the pregnancy itself. <laughs> I am low risk. I will say that. Thank God. I am low risk right now. And we also but. have a really interesting um, in-between policy called return to premium. So this one is uh, similar to a term where you rent it for a certain amount of time. But every dollar that you put into the policy, you get back. So lots of customers will use that as almost a savings benefit, Mm -hmm. right? So I'm going to get $100,000 for 30 years. And depending on what I pay monthly, every dollar at the end of that 30 years, I get back in a lump sum check. Oh, at least that. Absolutely. So if it's taking you into retirement, that can be money that you're counting as a part of your retirement fund to supplement other things that you have. And what's that one called? It's called return of premium. Oh, that's cool. That's pretty cool. Is there a maximum amount that you can put in? There is not. There's not. I like hearing this. That's like a savings account. I I run my home office from my house. Is that covered uh, under my, like, the insurance for my apartment? Or do I have to get something separate for that? 
So it would not be covered, at least with State Farm, under a renter's policy, mm-hmm. but it would be covered if you had a homeowner's policy. Okay. So there is oh. an, um, an endorsement that includes a home office up to a certain dollar amount and depending on what your business is. So you could certainly consider a separate policy for that if you are a renter, but if you own the home, it's included automatically in your in your plan. Well, I'm all about saving money, so I got to ask you about bundling. Some people are reluctant to get or bundle insurance because they're worried they'll be upsold on a bunch of things that they don't need, but you can actually save a lot by bundling products. So are you able to help customers identify areas where they can trim or just adjust coverage or get discounts, or is it only about selling? No, absolutely. I would say one of the biggest um opportunities that my salespeople have every single day is helping a customer identify ways to, I mean, because insurance, at least in the state of New York for auto insurance Mm -hmm. can be expensive. And so most of our customers call us to discuss primarily the auto insurance policy. And it's my team's responsibility to, to mention different coverages or different deductibles, all of which are ways to help you reduce your overall spends. It is always a good idea to kind of sit down and go over the numbers of what you're spending on your different uh, policies that you have to see what that can actually be reduced to. Absolutely. And in continuing that vein of saving money, I know I've heard that you can get special deductions for paying on time, being a responsible driver or homeowner, staying on top of your health or anything else. Is that true? And have you been able to work that out for um, individuals that you help? It's absolutely true. So every insurance company has different options in terms of what they offer. But uh, at State Farm, we do have loyalty discounts. So if you're someone that chooses to stick with a company versus shop every six months, Mm -hmm. you start to see more savings over time. Um, If you are someone that pays your bills on time, (laughs) that will help you to get a much better premium than someone who late pays often. That's why I like to Uh, use my automatic deductions. I know. So let's say that the the wonderful millennials who listen to the Colorful Lives podcast are ready to walk into a State Farm agent office and get their lives together. What should we bring to like talk to somebody? Well, you should bring an open mind and be mm-hmm. prepared to be, <laughs> to be educated on different things that may be right for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you should also have a good idea of what your goals are, right? So if you are looking to, you know, we talked a lot about life insurance. If you're looking to get something that will allow you to save, if you're looking to get something that will allow you to have cash values over time. So have a good idea of your budget, have a good idea of your goals, frankly, have a good idea of your assets, right? Mm-hmm. So what do you have that you want to protect and so that we can have a really um, robust conversation about what may be right for you. Now, let's talk about if you already have home insurance, but you're going to perhaps remodel or do an addition to your property. Do you have to get special insurance for that? Um, If you're going to remodel, you would want to talk to your agent just to let them know if that's going to increase the value of your home. Mm -hmm. There might need to be some adjustments to um, your policy overall. If the home's going to be vacant, you definitely want to tell your agent because there's a different um, level that we need to align to the policy if no one's going to be living there. So it's always a good idea if there are major changes happening in any respect, right? Be it the home, be it maybe you're having a baby or you're getting married. It's a good idea to recalibrate on what you have and how that may need to change based on your needs and what we can offer you. Is that the kind of like the the kind of relationship that you can have with your agent that they check in with you or is the onus really like a on good you? neighbor? Like a good neighbor. <laughs> 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 it's true. 
know, like you know, like I feel like I feel like my um, you know, my renter's insurance person always checks in, and that's why I've stayed with that agent mm. for so long. That's always like, what's going on in your life? Like, what do you have? Is that the level of service that you can expect? And for somebody to tell you all of the different services that State Farm offers, for example, like I didn't know this until we were in New Orleans at Essence Fest, and we were talking with the team there that um, there's financial literacy, there are banking resources, and you know, and community events that you can go to. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, I think one of the benefits of being, you know, there are lots of great insurance companies certainly here in the U.S., but one of the benefits of State Farm is you do have a local agency and team that are familiar with you, with your history, with changes in your life. And so my team, uh, every renewal, we do policy reviews to see if there are adjustments that are swinging the policy up in one direction and what can we do to help with that or if there are big life changes coming up that um, you might benefit from speaking with us about. That's one of the things that we make a priority to connect on at least an annual basis to see if there are opportunities for us to help you to review what you may need moving forward. I feel like we're friends already. And I can just... <laughs> like, a like a good neighbor. It's like Victoria's been our neighbor this entire time. You just didn't know it, but now you do. No, this is great. Let's <laughs> have a drink and discuss our emotional <laughs> policies. I'm for real, yeah. Can you also tell us really quickly... Drink, though, but yeah. <laughs> can you tell us also really quickly before we, before we let you go sure. why it seems like like, I know everybody already knows, especially if you buy your own, that healthcare costs are going up. But it also seems that insurance across the board is going up. Is that something, um, you know, is that something that like State Farm just wants more of our money or are there other forces at work here? Are we more there, expensive? <laughs> like, are we riskier as a people now? There are lots of other forces at work. Um, so in, insurance is a pool of risk, right? So if you think about, I don't know if any of you lovely ladies have ever had, let's say, an accident. Um, and if you think Unfortunately, about- Unfortunately, yes. I'm an excellent driver. Now, Not a car. While, but listen, when I first started driving, the they called me Thelma and Louise, me and my best friend, because we've had quite a few Listen, all of the car accidents I've been in, I was not responsible. Yeah, for I was her. not in there. I was not. I, I, yeah, was, well, yeah. I was a passenger. That, that. <laughs> <laughs> if you think Except for Angela, <laughs> taking people out left and right. If you if you think about uh, what you pay into the policy mm-hmm. versus what we may pay out if there is a really unfortunate accident, obviously those are not the same. And so insurance uh, tends is not not tends to be. It is a pool of risk. And so if we're in a situation where there have been lots of claims because of catastrophes, think a hurricane deer actually Sandy, ran into my car. Oh, my was the deer insured by State Farm? <laughs> deer ran into my car. No, but that that's that a really real happens. thing. That's a real. That's a real I was in North Carolina thing. a few weeks ago at my parents' house, and it was probably about six o'clock in the afternoon, and there was just a deer walking through the neighborhood. That's like normally scary. you don't see that, but it's right. like deer. They're like we're really destroying their natural habitat and they're becoming more comfortable so they're like running into cars left and right now I was just trying to go to more Six Flags minding my business and stare <laughs> ran you on the highway? <laughs> it was um, like on the side road on the way like on the way to Six Flags oh like the little back roads back there yeah and the deer oh. just darted out of nowhere oh <laughs> so yeah there's more deer causing problems so yeah I, but that makes sense more natural disasters with global warming <laughs> yeah. and so forth like that that all does affect our insurance costs look at that it does absolutely every year we have have to evaluate, you know, kind of overall claims and that can cause rates overall Mm -hmm. to be higher or lower, just depending on what's happening in the environment. Mm-mm-mm. They're costing us even more money. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining us and helping us get a more complete understanding around insurance. Now, where can our listeners find out more and locate a local agent or even use you? 
Absolutely. Or if you're looking for me, um, it's victoriaanderson.org, or you can always Google state farm agents in your area, and there are a plethora of us, so many will pop up, and uh, any one of us can help you with your insurance or financial services. Or banking needs. Victoria, you better have your own I domain. No, dot <laughs> yes. yes, and then also it, it is yes. important to point out that, you know, they, our listeners can visit letstarttoday.com mm-hmm. if they have questions about the financial education, um, banking, and resources and events that State Farm has to offer. So make sure you tap into Victoria's pool of knowledge and make sure you check That's out Let's right. Start Today. If you want awesome women dealing with your insurance, definitely check out State <laughs> Farm. I love it. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Now that's all the time we've got for this week. Hashtag live colorful. Again, with those two L's at the end of colorful. Um, so make sure you hashtag us and join that social conversation. We'll answer your questions next week. So you can add us. You can use that hashtag. We'll be looking for your questions. And of course, for more tips and resources for home, life, and disability insurance, you can visit letstarttoday.com and search home insurance, life insurance, and disability insurance. And guys, as Angela said, please continue to send us your questions and comments using Live Colorful, the hashtag, and we may use them on an upcoming episode. Yep. So you can also, and if you don't use Twitter, you can also email us at colorfullivespod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail on the Colorful Life line at 646-580-0576. And if we use your question, we'll send you a signed copy of Tanya Rapley's new book, The Money Manual, as a special thank you. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or SoundCloud to be the first to hear brand new episodes when they drop. Colorful Lives, presented by State Farm, is a loudspeaker studio production. Our executive producers are Matt Raz and Chris Morrow. The show is engineered and edited by Dwayne Crawford. For more information on Colorful Lives and other loudspeaker podcasts, follow LSN Podcasts on Twitter or Loudspeakers Network on Instagram. Ooh.